One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time. It's my screen time too. Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time Too, the podcast where two moms review the best and worst in children's programming. From Netflix reboots and YouTube shorts to Disney classics and Pixar blockbusters. We watch, you listen. Find out what you can tolerate watching for family movie night, what to avoid altogether, and what you'll want to watch alone voluntarily. I'm Katie. And I'm Deborah. And I have two kids. Jay, he's seven, and Kenny, he's three. And I have three kids. Tony is 12, and Libby and Nate are nine. And they are so adorable, aren't they? So adorable. We like to tell a quick story about how awesome or occasionally awful our kids are, because in addition to being witty and incisive pop culture consumers, we're moms too. Katie, what have your boys been up to this week? Well, it was Jay's birthday on Wednesday, so he got to pick pretty much everything we did all day. And kind of apropos to our discussion later in the episode, he really wanted to play a video game with me. And he knows me by now, just as long as, just as much as I feel like I know him. So he says, <laughs> Mom, I know the perfect video game for you. And we sat down and we played this game called Mario Party. Have you played Mario Party? I think we have it. I haven't played it. It's pretty much just a board game on a screen. Oh. It was like as perfect a video game for Mom as he could have possibly chosen. And it was pretty fun. I'm not going to say I'm any sort of video game convert by a long shot, but we had a nice time playing a video game together as a family. Oh, <laughs> that's great. So it was like a yes day, but he was still considerate of others. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. The benefit of growing up, right? <laughs> right. So tell me about your kids. Speaking of growing up, Libby figured out how to email me from her iPad. So she can text people with iPhones, but I don't have an iPhone. So she can text like her grandmother, her dad, but she can't text me, but she figured out email. So let me just read this to you. Okay. From, well, I'm not, I'm not going to say her full name. Subject line. Where are you? Mom, where are you? I miss you. My back is itchy and I want you to look at it. And then it's accompanied by a drawing that she did on the iPad. And this is an audio podcast, but I'm going to show it to you. It says, miss you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, this kind of rich interaction is what we are missing in our culture that only sends texts. That is beautiful (laughs) and perfect. And I hope you treasure it forever. I'm going to put it in my digital scrapbook, I guess. Do it. So let's talk about screen time in the news. You picked out a really good article written by Emily Oster, and she's the statistics lady. Yeah, parenting statistics goddess. Like any questions you have about parenting or pregnancy, childbirth and all that, she has crunched the numbers. Yeah. And didn't she have a lot of viral stuff during early in the pandemic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. About kids and schools reopening and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So very smart. I defer to her on all the statistics. Um, So she looked at that article that we talked about um, 
earlier in July, the one where the researchers thought that video games make kids smarter. We had a lot of questions about the research methods that went into that study. Emily Oster answered some of those questions. Um, so she really digs into how the researchers are proving causality. I don't have a I'm not a statistics head, so I don't know a lot about this stuff, but she talks about how they did polygenic scoring um, and tried to control for IQ. She doesn't really agree with that method. They did. And Katie, you and I have not read the entire article. Like we haven't read the research paper. Yeah. We just read an article about the research. She paper. did link to it in the article. And I know we spent the whole last time we were talking about this saying, well, you know, we really need to read the original study. But then I found this slightly more in-depth article and I said to myself, this seems sufficient. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, and she talks about how the, the sibling effect was a better control for determining causality, but she was did not find the data convincing either way she didn't think the researchers really proved that video games make kids smarter she didn't really think they make kids dumber either she's kind of remain after this after looking at the study she remains neutral on the topic exactly in fact i have my phone pulled up to the exact quote i wanted to read she says quote generally the effects of screen time on kids seem to be largely neutral and I feel like as someone who is always hoping for positive news about screen time, that's pretty much as good as I'm ever going to get. <laughs> I think so. Like, it's not, it's not going to hurt. Yeah. And she does spend a lot of time talking more intelligently than we ever do, listeners, about how there are just too many factors to consider to really isolate what effects on intelligence or even behavior are related to screen time. When you're raising a kid, there are a million balls in the air, and it's impossible to pick out one ball and say, this, this is the thing that is causing X. It's just mm -hmm. too hard, even in like a well-planned study. Mm -hmm. This is a bit of a sideline to her larger point in the article, but... Did you know there were genetic markers that point to higher IQ? I know we talked about how IQ, I don't even believe we regularly use it as a marker of intelligence, but there are genetic markers for a high IQ. That creeped me out. I know that was information that was new to me. I found it surprising and I'm skeptical. Yeah. Skeptical of IQ in general, but... Right. Whoa, talk about a potential for nanny statism if we can start just looking at people's genome and saying, oh, you're the smart one. But maybe they don't. They Maybe they wouldn't want smart people, the nanny state. That's true. The nanny state does better if people are not that smart. I guess right? so selecting for either a higher IQ or a lower IQ, both of those options freak me out. <laughs> So let's follow up from our last episode. Did you watch any more episodes of Ms. Marvel? I think I watched one more episode and we definitely planned to finish up, but we fell behind because I did take the boys on vacation for a week and Kevin wasn't with us. So we're watching it together and I couldn't watch it without him. How about you? I haven't, but it's, it's still on my watch list. 
Um, have you watched any Marvel content with your kids? No, but I did get the down low from Kevin because he saw the new Thor movie while I was up north with the boys. And it did make me think that maybe we could dip our toe into some of these funnier these funnier ones like the uh, the Thor previous to this one, Ragnarok, which Brie had mentioned as a, a fun one mm-hmm. for kids. How about you? Have not yet. My kids have some movies on their their watch list that we should that kind of surprised me like they really want to see Lightyear. oh and they haven't really watched the toy story movies but for some i don't know we've got some boxes to check off on our watch list before we get to the marvel universe but we will get there someday i'm kind of excited to watch and talk about with you whether or not we review it light year because I'm just fascinated by the thought process behind making this movie like Mm -hmm. who was asking these questions why (laughs) do we need answers to them and why did you spend so much money on it but (laughs) we'll leave that for a time after we've seen it (laughs) (laughs) all right should we get right to our super exciting and weird topic for today let's get into it You guys, I have put Deborah through it this week because I suggested that we do a full episode about Minecraft videos. We talk so much about how the important thing is for us to consume media with our children so we can talk about it with them, so we can have experiences together. And my kids are just super into Minecraft videos on YouTube right now. And I've been avoiding them and kind of closing my ears and going la 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 for a long time. I thought this was the week to just dive in feet first. And Deborah thankfully came along with me. So for those of you living under a rock uh, who don't know what Minecraft is, Quick summary, it's a video game. It's like a 3D world that's made up entirely of blocks where players mine and otherwise acquire raw materials to craft tools and build structures or machines. There are two game modes. There's creative mode where players have unlimited materials and can build freely or there's survival mode where players must find their own materials and battle various computer-controlled adversaries like zombies, these green exploding guys called creepers, and my kid's undisputed favorite, the Enderman. It's what they call a sandbox video game, so the options for play are seemingly endless, and there's not necessarily a single defined goal. It's developed by a company called Mojang, and it was originally released in 2011. According to Wikipedia, it has over 140 million users, so it's definitely still going strong. For a while, the discourse in the parental universe kind of gave Minecraft a pass, because it supposedly teaches kids to code. But if this is actually the case, I haven't seen it yet. I think maybe it (laughs) inspires kids to want to learn to code, 
but they would still have to seek out external resources to gain those skills. So Minecraft videos are a whole different thing. So I found some nice description of the genre in a 2015 New York Times article, if this gives you an idea of how long this has been going on. So the article says that make the makers of Minecraft originally encouraged people to share video clips on YouTube as kind of a grassroots marketing effort. And the videos largely started as tutorials, but have evolved into a weird form of reality TV. In describing the appeal, the article says, quote, As with a lot of reality television programming, much of the appeal lies in the emotions of the Minecraft narrators. So kids are watching for the personalities of the host just as much as they are for the Minecraft content. Can I ask a question? Of course. Is this the same, like, did all playthrough video game videos originate in the same time period? No. Or does the article just cover Minecraft? This article that I read is just talking about Minecraft. But okay. I feel like you'd almost have to look back in the history of social media and see when mm -hmm. Twitch debuted. Right. Which I feel like was in the early aughts. But please don't okay. quote me on that. So I feel like that was the beginning of this genre. Yeah. I could be totally wrong. Okay. Obviously, there's no way we could comprehensively cover all the bazillion different Minecraft videos out there. I initially thought I was going to try and be somewhat systematic and do research into the most popular ones and what kinds of videos are the most popular. But I ultimately just ended up asking Jay. <laughs> um, so we will discuss three different kind of genres or makers of Minecraft videos and then move on to our more general thoughts. So the ones we took a look at are Preston Plays, who is a very popular Minecraft video creator, Mazen, which is a somewhat new platform to the U.S. It started in Japan, and the genre of Minecraft hamster mazes, which is its own weird thing. So Deborah, would you like to take us through the basics of Preston Plays and what you thought of his content? Sure. So this information is all from our wiki. Preston is a 20-something based in Dallas, Texas, and he has a lot of different YouTube channels, but we're focused on his Minecraft channel, which started in 2018. He also posts Roblox and Among Us videos, but we're sticking to, to Minecraft. He has a series of collaborators with their own Minecraft followings referred to as The Pack. And he also often posts videos with his wife, Brie, Brianna. And here is an incomplete list of video types that you can find on Preston Play's Minecraft channel. Noob versus Pro, Prism Escape. PVP, which stands for player versus player, SMP, which stands for survival multiplayer, hide and seek, parkour, lucky blocks, UHC, that stands for ultra hardcore. So I watched, I tried to watch a video titled, I became a billionaire with only $1 in Minecraft. Shut up. I watched that same one. Okay. This is good. Okay, and that, because that was pretty recent from mm -hmm. June 25th. And then I watched another one titled My Wife Trapped Me in Sky Limit Prison, So I Got Revenge. What else did you watch? I only watched two. Yeah, they were pretty long. Mm -hmm. um, 
So because this was Jay's birthday, <laughs> we watched three. Uh, <laughs> so I watched the one about becoming a billionaire with only one dollar. I watched I Got Trapped in Skyblock Prison with my wife. And Minecraft, but I take superhero hearts. These were all fairly recent videos because when my kids watch, they don't like delve into the back catalog. They just go with whatever pops up on the YouTube feed. And that that is always based on recency, I think. And sometimes how many views it's getting. Like this one from April that I watched has 7.6 million views. Um, So listeners, have you watched these? It's like you see the screen. I am not sure what kind of a technology setup they have to do this, but you see like the screen that shows all the action in the video game. And then Preston, Preston's face is in the corner. So he is able to see his gameplay on some screen in front of him, but you're seeing it like a weatherman kind of Mm -hmm. weather meteorologist on a TV news. And then he's narrating it the entire time that he's playing it which is kind of how playthrough videos work. Right? right, right. That's the impression I got for sure. Yeah, kind of a funny thing. This morning, Tony had to print something out and he used my computer and I had left my notes up uh-huh. on Google Drive. And so like when he opened the browser, he saw my notes and he was like, mom, I read your notes on your Minecraft videos. And he he was like, Preston Plays is not the best channel for you. (laughs) Oh, he's doing like Jay did with me and Mario Party. What did he say was the best channel for you? Well, he didn't have an, he didn't have like a better channel, but he, he knew of Preston Plays and he did not, he was not impressed. Okay. Well, I have to say that I was mostly with Tony. Mm-hmm. You know how we spent a lot of time ragging on the new Chippendale movie for being by bros for bros? Yeah. Preston's vibe is very bro-y. And if that's not your cup of tea, you're really going to dislike these videos. Yeah. The only thing I found compelling was his dynamic with his wife, Bree. Oh, tell me more, because I was super put off by it. Go, go, in, go on. Well, I just wanted to find out what, like, what is the deal? They're married, and this is what they do, and they, and make they a like a lot of money, punk and prank each other on Minecraft in front of seven and a half million people every week. Do you think it helps them work out any potential marital issues? Like, oh, I'm mad. I'm gonna give him a super hard maze to run through. Are they old enough to have any marital issues? That's true. They are very like, young. I was surprised that he had a wife because, and I know in some parts of the country, people get married very young, but my parents did this bit like my whole time growing up where they'd come back from wherever and they'd say, and the doctor came into the room and he was about 16 years old, you know? Cause like, it's like a, I don't know. It like diminishes the credibility of whatever professional you're have to listen to to say that they look too young to do their job but I kind of felt like I was doing this with Preston he just looked like a teenager to me yeah it's funny because in the world of YouTube videos and like kids content on YouTube we have the kid creators the kid fluencers and we can kind Mm -hmm. of say oh they're being manipulated by their parents And Mm -hmm. then you have all of the grown-ups making YouTube videos, maybe not for video games, but for, like, 
eyeliner tutorials and whatnot. And like they are obviously working under their own auspices. It just feels like this very young 20s window is weirdly in between like you feel like Mm -hmm. he's too young to have this kind of agency but too old to be oh yes he's just transparently being told what to do by his parents Mm -hmm. right were you put off at all by their banter because the one I watched they were trying to like cooperatively go through a maze together and 90% of the dialogue was him talking about how bad she was at it yeah um (sighs) Was it Pat and the other Minecraft couple? Oh, yeah, from that one we reviewed a million years ago? Yeah. I think they've been, they've gotten divorced. Pat and Jen. They had a similar antagonistic quality to their banter, I guess. Yeah, it feels a little gamergate-y, like... Oh, my wife is in on this world of Minecraft with me, but she is obviously very bad at it because she's a woman. And right, I realize that a lot of that is my own stuff that I'm bringing to it, and they could just be very happy in their rapport, but it was odd to watch. Mm-hmm. I was also interested to know more just from a nerdy standpoint in the one where he uh, becomes a billionaire starting with only $1. Obviously, the structure of that is all made as a mod it's like not something that you do in the original minecraft so like someone had to set up that whole structure for him where like he was finding all these weird things to buy that could literally make money and there was obviously a lot of work put in behind the scenes and I would almost rather watch a channel about someone making that game for Preston than I would sit there and watch him play the finished product yeah, I feel like some playthrough videos are more instructional. These are just for entertainment because I did not learn a thing about Minecraft. Yeah, and I don't even place. need like an instructional video about how to beat this game. I want to mm-hmm. know about making the game. Mm-hmm. Like, why did you right. decide to do that? And what was the process? And maybe that's just because I'm a super nerd, but there you go. I had to just like listen to parts of the video because I think you have this later in the deck to talk about, but it just moved too fast and shaky. And I just couldn't, my old brain couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if any of the ones you watched, because you watched one where he was trying to escape from something that his wife built, right? Right. So it wasn't switching between their two point of views. The one that I watched, it kept switching between their two point of views. And like you would see, obviously it was Preston's face talking and then it would switch to Bree's face talking. But there wasn't a similar delineation between, mm-hmm. oh, all of a sudden you were in Preston's avatar and you were seeing through his eyes. And then it would disorientingly swap and you would be seeing through her eyes, which made an experience that I already find to be unpleasant, even Mm -hmm. more unpleasant and disorienting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But kids are so much more adaptable. So maybe they are not bothered by that. But I found it really hard to focus. Yeah, same. All right, should we move on to Mason? Sure. All right, this is another one I found for my kids. Mason is a gaming content channel on YouTube featuring the adventures of Mikey and JJ. And they are adorable cartoons. JJ is a bunny and Mikey is a turtle. Although JJ's avatar in Minecraft just looks like a person. 
Uh, but <laughs> so they appear as like block avatars in Minecraft, but on their website, you can see they're just cutesy cartoon characters. Uh, it originated in Japan where it became crazy popular and was only recently imported to the U.S. The videos are obviously narrated in Japanese, but for the U.S. audience, they've been dubbed with professional English language voiceovers, which adds a whole nother layer to the experience. It's not like press and plays where you have someone narrating what they're doing off to the side. It's instead incorporated into more of a narrative. So it's as if you're hearing the blocky Minecraft characters speak for themselves. A lot of overlap as far as what kinds of adventures they go on with Prestons. So they do prison escapes, security houses. They compete in building things or in surviving different situations. Sometimes they have to survive 100 days in various different worlds. What did you watch in the Mason catalog? Right, I watched playing Minecraft as a baby ender dragon. It was from May. It had a four over 4 million views. And then I just didn't commit to anything else. I clicked around. There's so much. Mm-hmm. I watched, you know, like a little bit of the starts of a bunch of videos. I'm bad at YouTube. <laughs> I can't, I'm not, I can't finish a video, I guess, if it's something I'm not really into. You want that one minute blip of content from TikTok that Brie was warning us about. Right. <laughs> right. Oh. What did you watch? I watched Minecraft, but you have an overpowered pickaxe. I watched the Roulette of Weapons, OPPVP Roulette. Ooh, there are a lot of acronyms. <laughs> and I watched OP Weapon Speedrunner versus Hunter. If you get the impression that I'm still not really clear on what those titles mean, you would be correct. <laughs> What did you think of Mason, especially as compared to Press and Place? My initial impression is I like this style of Minecraft video better than the talking head playing Minecraft. But then the gender norms are still like very enforced. Like there's like a masculine voice and then a really squeaky female voice. So I was disappointed in that. I did read about that a little bit online, and I think it might just be an accident of the translation process, because I think they're actually both okay. boys. Okay. Interesting. But I don't know that for sure. Again, take everything I say with a grain of salt. Okay. I did feel like it was a nice bridge for us olds who like yeah. linear storytelling. Uh, it wasn't didn't feel as foreign, because it was like they were telling a little concrete story within these videos as opposed to just yapping at us with a headset it reminded me remember we watched like that purple chef video yes <laughs> I mean it's like using Minecraft to tell a story which I like a lot better than the Brie Preston dynamic they also seem to get along <laughs> and right. JJ even though he always wins all the competitions wasn't cruel in talking to Mikey and it seemed like both of them were always having a good time Mm -hmm. do you want a quick move on to hamster mazes yeah so you answered this at the top I thought I was going to text you but then I thought it would be funnier to just talk about it okay so you picked hamster mazes and I was like looking for the channel but it's just a genre correct right I did not know 
how many hamster videos were on YouTube. So I try, so I was searching for like hamster Minecraft and I'm not sure that I found like the right ones. I found some videos where it's like a hamster in a Minecraft world, but it's not animated. It's like right. a it's person an actual has hamster. built it. Uh-huh. Out of like at Wal like at the Walgreens firehouse, you can buy these little kits where you make Minecraft blocks and stuff out of prefabricated cardboard cardboard yeah and they're fun for kids and then they can play minecraft on a table or whatever without being on a video so these are super elaborate and i liked this the best out of anything that we watched but i did watch a funny one called hamster escapes enderman obstacle course i loved it <laughs> tony who reviewed my notes says that the channel Major Hamster is the best out there. I yes. don't think I watched one of those. No, maybe I did. I don't know. What did you think? My gut was also to like these because they seem to involve some level of creativity that is not on the screen. And, you know, I've been conditioned as a parent to think that is better. Mm -hmm. They are, however, dull because a lot of them are very long. And I worry for the hamster. Right. I wonder about the hamster treatment and it makes me a little scared. Right. There was a scene where the hamster goes into a tube that is vertical and it appears that the hamster is going to get stuck halfway through and you can see it because the tube is clear plastic and you can see the hamster all squished inside trying to like slide down from one floor of a cardboard box maze to another and like the hamster doesn't know yeah i know is it, this animal cruelty i know does the hamster enjoy this is this like exercise for the hamster or are we just getting our giggles on at the hamster's expense i asked jay about it and he tells me in his vast experience with having classroom pets as a kid <laughs> that hamsters like going through mazes and you're supposed to give them mazes to go through because it occupies them okay. but i think there's got to be some levels like yes like a couple tubes and like a rolly ball but i worry about some of these i just i mm. Yeah, does it need to be getting hit in the face by, like, little floating Minecraft ghosts? And then I was reading, did you see any go through, like, a pit of, like, kinetic sand or, like, those little tiny beads? I saw some beads, and that worried me. Yeah, because they could easily eat those. I mean, they're obviously being fed treats all the way along to, like, get them through the maze. Like, what's... Or, like, inhale them. yeah. Which would be even worse. Oh, your sad face. <laughs> <laughs> so even though I really did not like Preston plays, I guess I felt like the only thing being harmed was Brianna's psyche. Mm -hmm. Which is a thing. Yeah. All right. Overall thoughts? You know, the okay. Overall, you know, the older I get, the less that I think that pranks and making fun of people are funny. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. So... <sighs> This genre is just not for me. I didn't enjoy it. I can barely appreciate it as something that kids would like. Those are my general thoughts. If you have two kids and they both do get really interested in developing their own code to manipulate the Minecraft game, 
in mm-hmm. a way that they can make complicated mazes or complicated setups for their friends to try and get out of. And it becomes a thing where they're trying to one up one another by building these complicated things. I can see that as appealing, which is maybe why I was annoyed that you only got the perspective of the person playing through it Mm -hmm. from these videos. But in general, yeah, hearing someone narrate their experience playing a game is not, it just gives me flashbacks to all that time spent in college boys dorm rooms pretending I was interested in who was winning 007 first person shooter games. I I was not. I know. And I don't, to me, I worry that kids are watching these videos, not actually learning about Minecraft, but maybe thinking that they could become a YouTube influencer someday. And that is like the instructional thing they're taking away, which I don't care for. Like if my kids said they wanted to grow up to be a Minecraft YouTuber, I would be really sad. I mean, I know I always come back to Ryan because I feel like he's the whipping boy for a lot of people who don't like YouTube content for kids. Mm -hmm. But at least now, as Ryan is getting older, he's making like science experiment videos and like videos that at least purport to teach kids something using the fame he has garnered opening eggs full of toys on YouTube to like maybe do something positive with that whereas like maybe all my kids are taking away from Preston is like how to be snarky which no offense but they can learn from me Mm -hmm. do you feel like doing more of a deep dive give you a better understanding of the phenomenon than you had when we watched I think a single Minecraft video for our review like five years ago I think I like it less (laughs) the more I know about it yeah how about you yeah um I feel like as far as how to move forward with it with my kids, it's helpful for me to know what is the best of a bad situation. Like, I think I'm fine if they continue with JJ and Mikey, but I might like to steer them away from press and plays. Thoughts on the length and structure. A lot of these were really long, like coming up on 30 minutes way too long do you feel as I do that this is just a case of whatever if it's just five minutes it's not that bad but I don't want my kids to sit and marinate in it for hours yeah I just I mean these videos seem just like there's nothing for me here like there's no compelling plot or literary value or artistic value to these things I just can't get into it With that being said, and feeling like we gave it the old college try, (laughs) like, where do you stand on letting your kids watch these videos or similar? So my kids are in a phase where they're not like, they're not watching this kind of stuff right now. When they have gotten into these YouTube videos, I have tried to limit it. I don't like to police what they're watching all that much, but I have explained the difference between watching something on YouTube and watching something like created by professionals and how I would prefer them to watch a TV show than a video by a YouTube influencer. Yeah, it's weird to actually find something that I have to make that definitive demarcation that this is something my children will watch without me because I feel like this is the first time I've really done that. Yeah, that said, so Nate was explaining to me when I asked him if he had any recommendations, like he only goes to YouTube for 
playthrough videos if he really is wanting to learn something how to do something like he really likes the Mario Nintendo games. So if he's got a new game and he's trying to figure something out, he'll use YouTube for that. And I feel like that is an okay use of it. Oh yeah, for sure. There's still instructional content for video games. Mm -hmm. But for just mindless consuming what the algorithm feeds you, I don't care for it. I kind of feel the same way about reality television made for grownups. Like I'm just not the kind of person that wants to sit down and watch the Kardashians right. for a long period of time. So mm -hmm. I wonder if I'm just carrying that through to something that my kids want to watch. Whereas like plenty of perfectly well-adjusted adult human beings enjoy watching the Kardashians. It's just, I like to watch trash, just not that brand of trash. Right, right. So it's just something to noodle over that I have to allow myself to have that distance from mm -hmm. something on screen my kids are consuming when all this time I've just been trying to build this arsenal of things we can consume together. It's a whole mm -hmm. different layer to the parenting puzzle, I think. Can you think of a similar video phenomenon for grownups? And as an aside, I'm aware that there are plenty of video game playthroughs for grownups. So let's put that aside. I thought of Jackass. Yeah, with the pranking. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then also the hamsters kind of made me think of David Letterman's stupid pet tricks. Ooh, it's been a while since I thought of those, but yeah. yes. I know. What did you what did you think about? I only use YouTube for instructional videos. So of course it made me think of like all the the way that everyday adulting now relies on being able to Google a YouTube video of how to like change the faucet fixture in your sink or like mm -hmm. any sort of normal adult homeowning thing I need to mm -hmm. look up a YouTube video for. But at least those are instructional. I don't have anything on YouTube that I would just sit and like, like you said, let the algorithm feed me something. Mm -hmm. Would you feel more positively exp uh, positively disposed towards this phenomenon if there was a certain celebrity hosting it I don't know if it was like a comedian I really liked maybe like an Amy Schumer I think could do a funny playthrough the one that immediately came to mind for me was you know how Leslie Jones tweets the Olympics oh yeah I think she would do a great like little talking head in a Minecraft video I would watch that. I, <laughs> I, I love Leslie Jones. That's a good one. Do you think it was better when we were kids? Uh, because we didn't have YouTube? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, kids. I mean, we forced our parents not to watch. They didn't even stay in the room. But, like, we watched a lot of Drek. Like, a lot of cartoons that were made to sell us breakfast cereal. And I'm not saying that that content was better. But, man, is this just... A even after watching it, it's like a whole different inexplicable universe to me. Yeah. Would you ever watch this alone voluntarily? No. <laughs> Unless it Would were you? Leslie Jones. Unless it were Leslie Jones. <laughs> right. <laughs> never, ever, ever, never. <laughs> we talked about it a little bit already. Ten seconds on whether this is good for our kids. There's so much else out there mm -hmm. to entertain and watch. I... This is not the best. I like to think that it's probably not actively harmful, but definitely something that I will be trying to limit. Mm -hmm. Ratings? 
point five. Oh yeah. I mean the point <laughs> they only get the point five because the Mason was a little bit cute and like at least tried to interject some narrative into it. Otherwise, whoo man, no thank you. <laughs> and I am compensating a little bit because we've scored a lot of things lately that we've watched very highly. Yeah. <laughs> it's time it's time to to lower the average. Time for a pan. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out our website at myscreentime2.com and find us on all the social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even Gmail at myscreentime2. Send us your show or movie suggestions, article recommendations, or general comments about the show. Our theme music was composed and performed by me and my adorable children, and our podcast is produced by Katie. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV and YouTube we watch with our kids because we have to and sometimes because we like to.